0: Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. Today, I want to talk about Conor McGregor. Tomorrow night's the big rematch between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. It's going to be a sick fight. I cannot wait to watch. The last fight happened, man, quite a few years ago, and both fighters have improved tremendously since then. But I still think Conor wins this one relatively easy. In the first fight, Poirier was the favorite. Now, Connor was the one with all the hype, and the UFC was hoping to build him into a future champion because they knew that he was going to be a star. But he had to get past Poirier first. And Connor, the whole time, had been predicting a first round finish. He was like, This is an easy fight for me. Styles makes fights, and I'm a bad matchup for Poirier. And Connor proved to be correct in the first round of that fight. He connected early and often. He hit poirier with some hard shots he hurt him and finished him relatively easy and connor's predicting more of the same he's actually predicting this time the fight's going to end in under 90 seconds i've heard him say that multiple times now i'm not that confident in connor i definitely wouldn't bet on that but i mean i think the odds are that connor finishes uh poirier within the first two rounds but poirier's a gangster i mean His fight, his last fight against Dan Hooker is one of the best fights I've ever seen. If you miss that fight, I feel like a lot of people miss that fight, you need to watch that fight ASAP. It'll get you super pumped up for the fight tomorrow night because, man, you talk about a striking display and you talk about Poirier coming back off of, you know, he had just lost to Khabib or I should say he had lost to Khabib uh, a year ago, but he had had surgery um you know before this fight with dan hooker and he had been off the mats for a while and this was just maybe the best performance of his career and if we get that dustin poirier i mean i wouldn't be shocked to see him beat connor possibly even finish him but i don't really want to talk anymore about the fight i want to talk about the lead up and anytime Connor's fighting, I'm always glued to the lead-up, really any of these big fights. I love watching the stuff that ESPN comes out with as well as the UFC. And I'm always listening to kind of Chell Sonnen talk about these fights. And I think there's a couple of big things you can learn from the buildup. The biggest, though is the strength and conditioning. What are these fighters doing to get prepared for million dollar fights? I feel like a lot of the cutting edge science is taking place in these camps. And if you study and you really listen and pay attention, you can really change the way you approach your own training camps or your athletes training camps. And so I've been focusing a lot on this fight and been reading and listening to a lot of what Poirier and Connor are doing. And I really wanna talk about Connor's camp because Connor's in a unique position. More so than any other fighter in that he is filthy rich. And so he can just do things that other fighters cannot do. We were talking Wednesday and it was funny. Somebody brought this point up. Uh, They were like, you know, watching the UFC countdown show. It was funny, just Poirier's like always with like one other person. He's like going to this like random small boxing gym in Louisiana. And then he's doing like a random session. Like I shouldn't say random, but he's doing, uh, you know, a couple of sessions with like one of his main training partners, Masvidal, which is awesome. But then they go to Connor's camp and connor has got like 15 world-class experts that are with him every step of his 10-week camp and he's got doctors there, he's got world-class boxers, he's got wrestlers, he's got, you know, just everybody, a nutritionist, and he's flown them all out to Lagos, Portugal, which is in the middle of nowhere, Portugal, so it's the small town, I believe it's on the coast, so it's beautiful there, and he's just gotten away from everything, he's focused his entire world on this fight, and a focused Conor is a scary Conor, but... I want to talk about one thing, that uh, an article, and um, I was listening to a podcast as well talking about Conor McGregor's strength and conditioning and how it's changed since the Nate Diaz fight. And ESPN came out with a really cool article. I recommend you guys read it, um, where it starts with um, Conor just got finished by Nate Diaz, and he's laying on the mat, he's out of breath, and he knows what let him down was his cardio. Now, after that fight, Conor took a couple of weeks, processed everything, and he called one of his friends, um, this guy named Colin Byrne, who is a former professional cyclist, and this guy had built a gym in Lagos, Portugal, where I believe he already was working with MMA fighters, but... He was, you know, really focused on the performance aspect of you know, MMA fighters. And so Connor contacted him. He wanted to come down there with his team to do a session for you know, a week or two. Well, they found a time. Connor's team was coming down for a week, but they ended up staying longer. They just liked what they saw. And it was funny because Colin Byrne guy, he was talking about one of the first sessions he did with Connor. And he was talking about the, how Conor's mindset has changed and why his cardio and his body is so much more prepared coming into this Dustin Poirier fight compared to his previous fights is this mentality that Conor had where, um, you know, Colin, the workout that morning was 5.30 seconds. So all they were doing were five thirty-second row sprints. Now, if you've ever done like five 30 second row sprints, like that's really hard work in the moment. But when you're done, you feel like you could do five more, and you definitely feel like you could do a lot of other exercises. So after Connor had finished these five um, you know, row sprints, he started doing, trying to do other things. He started doing chin ups. He started doing push ups and doing some of his animal walk movements. And Colin was like, no, 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 I want you out of here. This isn't how the program works. You know, your work is done for the morning. You're going to come back in the afternoon and tonight, and we're going to finish up the rest of the work that I have for you. And Connor was kind of shocked. I think he was kind of put back by that because, you know, if you're an athlete, as you know, like one of the things that's so difficult is to mentally process when you've done enough work, but it doesn't feel like you've done enough work. And Connor came back, you know, and he really started to buy into Colin's, um, you know, mindset and how Connor, uh, Colin was leading him through these workouts. And Connor has been going back to this place in Portugal and eventually he just started bringing out his entire team and this training camp is the first full training camp he's done in Lagos Portugal and he says that the results have been just game-changing they've just been mind-blowing and the routine that they've been doing is a three by one and then a three by one. So they did a 10 week camp for this fight with Dustin Poirier and they started off like the first week they did three days with one day off. So the one day off they would do active recovery, whether it's yoga or some rock climbing or whatever, just some type of active recovery. And then they would do three days and they would do another active recovery day. Now, they did this for three weeks. And I should also mention they were doing two sessions a day. So they were doing their skill work in the morning. And a lot of people talk about doing their skill work in the morning before doing the strength and conditioning at night. It's funny. In the past, fighters used to do the exact opposite. They would want to be exhausted, you know, because they're like, I want to, you know, really getting that mindset and how i'm going to feel in the fight so they would get themselves exhausted from strength and conditioning and then they would go in and try and do their skill work but their skill work wouldn't be performed at a high level and they really hurt the skilled work because they were so tired and so a lot of camps and it's cool that connor's camp as well they're starting to do their skill work before their strength and conditioning so anyways they did that three-by-one, three-by-one, and they did that for three weeks. And then after three weeks, that fourth week, they took the whole week off. So they did a week of active recovery, and they did things like yoga. And I think one, maybe two days, they did some mitt work, some just light mitt work. But the whole point was for Connor's um, you know, body and his mind to recover fully. And then they went right back into – Three more weeks of that three days on, one day off, of two a days. And they did that for another three weeks. Then they took a week off, and I think they started to taper down. And now it's fight week. So obviously, you know, the hard work's been done. But that's what Connor's uh, camp did. Leading up to this fight. And it's funny, I feel like it's really validated a lot of stuff I've been doing recently and how I've continued to change my own training schedule and how I'm hoping to train, uh, change my athletes uh, that I'm working with, um, how I'm hoping to change their training schedule. In that, you know, I'm doing a three by one, four by one, one or two by one. So I might do four days. I try to never, ever, ever train five days in a row four days is the max but i'm really preferring to do three days on one day off two days on one day off and then possibly a four days on one day off and that one day off i really like to get outside so i like to either go to the outdoor mall i like to walk around a like a park Or I like to kind of go out with my family or my nephew to like, uh, especially like my nephew and my niece and go to a jungle gym and kind of move around with them for an hour or so. Um, And I feel like that really gets me geared back up to, to do Monday. Now, the one thing that I still struggle with, as you guys know, is taking that full week off. I've talked about it plenty times in other episodes, whether you know, I was talking about how Hicks and Gracie did it, but now listening to Connor do this, especially leading up to this million-dollar fight, and I think that's what we have to really put into perspective is that Connor's camp is getting him ready for a fight where he has potentials to make millions and millions of dollars, and if he wins, or I should say he is going to make millions and millions of dollars, but if he wins this fight, That he's gonna 5X that money. Like, if he beats Dustin Poirier, there's a really good chance, especially if Khabib truly has retired, like, he's fighting for the title next. And then, you know, a lot of people are talking that he's gonna fight. Um, you know, either Manny Pacquiao or another really famous boxer next. I mean, we're talking about if he loses this fight, I mean, he's still going to be a cash cow, but like we're talking about the difference maybe between a $20 million fight is his next fight compared to a hundred or $150 million fight is next fight. So man, this camp is super important. And so for them to take a week off during their 10 week camp is almost unheard of. I mean, 10 years ago, especially Prior to 10 years ago, I mean, people would have thought you were an idiot. They'd have been like, dude, you have the biggest fight in the world coming up. Why are you taking a week off? Why are you not in the gym three times a day, let alone, you know, you're taking a whole week off? And so I really think it's something that we all should think about, particularly if you do have that, you know, the signs of overtraining. I really want guys, like I would even like to just have this printed out or posted somewhere on 10th Planet Decatur, like inside the training room, just a list of symptoms of overtraining. And I've just done such a good job uh, over the past year, I would say really since the beginning of 2019 of not getting overtrained. I feel like I really listen to my body and the days I feel good, I'll do like really hard sessions. But if I am feeling a little bit overtrained or definitely like if I'm sore and I don't feel like I've recovered, I'm doing a great job of, you know, sitting out, focusing more on coaching and really prioritizing coaching on those days has really helped me get over that mental side of things of like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Oh, I'm not getting better this day. This guy's going to pass me because those negative thoughts are what lead us to doing more work. I was listening to Nakaya. Nakaya has been on the podcast. She's absolutely killing it right now. I mean, she really is establishing herself as one of the best females in the Southeast and that's soon to be the nation and possibly world. I mean, I really think she has that level of ability uh you know in the future but she was talking about how you know she at the end of every day she likes to kind of write down three things she wants to improve upon three things that went well and three things she could do yeah three things she could do better and she's like i constantly find myself telling myself that i could do more and i was trying to tell her yesterday um you know especially after reading this conor mcgregor article and listening to his uh, Colin Byrne on a podcast, you know, talk about the way that he works with Connor, Like, no, no, no. You're like, you're doing plenty, and a lot of people would argue that you're doing too much. You know, you need to be careful with your body, and you need to, you know, take more time off. You need to do less. There's times you need to do less. And I really want her to hear that as well as some of the other athletes in here because, as I said, you know, the pressure to perform and the pressure to get better as an athlete, like you are your, worst, uh, your own worst enemy. And the last thing you need now is a coach. I mean, you really need the coach to tell you when to step back, you know. And if your coach is doing the opposite, I mean, you're never going to fulfill your potential. And that's how I think a lot of careers are cut short. And I think we're seeing a lot of guys now – play into their 30s 40s you know even getting close to 50s because they do have coaches that are hey dialing them back and they're giving them these rest week they're giving them these recovery days so their body isn't taxed and they're not going into training constantly overworked and injuries that shouldn't happen aren't happening because they're not overtrained. so i'm interested to see connor and like i'm really really hoping this fight goes five rounds because i would love to see conor mcgregor's You know, cardio, uh, how it would play out against Dustin Poirier in a fight that I think will be an absolute war. Like, if it goes five rounds, it'll be a war. If it obviously goes half a round, like it's an easy victory for Connor. Um, I would be shocked if Poirier um, knocked out Connor in the first round. I think Poirier's best chance to victory is a finish in round four or five or a decision victory. So, again, I want to see how Connor how his cardio holds up so i would love nothing more than to see a five round fight tomorrow and i mean i really would like to see connor you know if he is five rounds i would love to see him at his best and at you know like looking like a fresh fighter going into round five because if that's the case, then I think a lot of us need to, again, keep looking and studying what Connor's doing. And if he is doing something like a three-by-one, 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 then it's something we all need to think about adopting into our own training systems. I mean, for me, as you guys know, longevity is the key, and we have to look at these camps for these fighters especially that are in their 30s that have been in a lot of fights we have to see what they're doing because we can really learn a lot and it can really save us a lot of injury you know a lot of time lost due to injuries and you know honestly falling out of love with the sport because we're overtrained and our brains are just you know exhausted from all the extra uh, from all the work so let me guys know or I should say let me know what you guys think How many of you feel overtrained right now? How many of you feel like you could really benefit from adopting some type of cycle um, like Conor McGregor's using? Or a cycle similar to what I'm doing where I'm doing a maybe two days on, one day off, three days on, one day off? Let me know. Also, let me know who's going to win this fight tomorrow night. I'll be on the PGF broadcast tomorrow at 10 a.m. for the combine. So it should be a lot of fun and let me know there, you know, please join me. Let's meet these athletes. I cannot wait to introduce them to you guys. Quite a few of these guys are going to be new to me. I, I haven't heard of probably half the field. So I always like when that happens because like last season, I learned a lot from a few different guys that I'd never heard of before. I mean, Caleb McAllister, he did amazing um and Mario Gayor, Mario Gayor showed me two or three movements that I've added to my game since that PGF, and so I'm looking forward to improving my own jujitsu from getting to call and commentate this next upcoming PGF season. So tune in tomorrow 10 a.m. Until next time, guys. Peace.